Hey everybody, welcome to episode 15 of Tell Me What You One Know. Five. You just cut me off, motherfucker. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I just like coming in with one five. That's right, one five. Uh, yeah, episode 15. Today is Thursday, this August. This is our quinceanera. <laughs> if you talk over me one more time. <laughs> Thursday, August 8th, 2019, uh, episode 15. We were out to lunch today over in Georgetown. And I said, hey, let's stop at this wine store real quick because we owe our listeners a little something. And we picked up two bottles of orange wine. Not one, but two bottles of orange wine. They look delicious. There's two uh, of us. There's two of us, two bottles. Um, the guy in the wine store said these are Georgian wines uh, from the, the, the Caucasus, Georgia. Caucasus. Right. Uh, so we've got them both open. One is called, it's a Delau. The, the, sorry, the name of it is Delau. It's a Catsatelli Mitzvani blend, uh, dry amber wine, 2018. The other is an Orgo Catsatelli 2017 dry amber wine. Um, the Georgian alphabet's interesting. A lot yeah. of M's. And yeah. I think they mean different things. Yeah, maybe so. And they've got uh, an R before a K with no vowel between it. But apparently you just don't pronounce the R. I looked up on YouTube how to pronounce these wines. Actually. Oh, you did? Really? Yeah. Huh. So that's either completely right or completely wrong. Catsatelli? That's how it is. Catsatelli, I think. Catsatelli. Yeah, Catsatelli. Mitzvani is the other one on this bottle here. Um, So let's, uh, I'm going to pour them both out and then we'll. 13% volume, uh, 30% alcohol. It's pretty good. Georgian wine number one. Oh. That was a big sample pour. Yeah. Put a little more in mine. (laughs) I'm kidding. Kidding. You want to pour the other one? Uh, sure, I'll pour the other one. Let's put the cork back in. I don't think there's any reason to do that. But, all right, so just looking at it. I was kind of thinking it was going to be more orange. Well, these glasses don't help because there's red and orange stripes on them. <laughs> <laughs> so, But if you kind of look up at it, it's got a, a bit more of an amber tint to it than, than a normal white wine does, I think. Uh, maybe I, I, that's just me wanting to see that. It could also yeah. be the glasses again. So which one, let's start with the uh, Orgo, the one you have in your hand. Yep. All right. So cheers. Cheers. This is uh, Clinky. taste test number one. Mm, tastes like a white. <laughs> it really does just take, it tastes like a white wine. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty nice. Yeah, it's good. A little, uh, little butter, a little buttery. A little buttery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Smooth. Not, not too sweet, which is nice. I'm picking up some like... <laughs> kind of nutty. You couldn't even a little nutty? do that with a straight face. No, I couldn't say that with a straight face. Yeah. What was it? You getting a little nuts? You getting some nuts out of this? Got a little hint of apricot. Mm-hmm. This is great radio, by the way. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. This is the Orgo 2017. Yes, yeah, so this one they actually there's a restaurant in DC called Supra. It's a Georgian restaurant, and this one is actually on their menu. The guy in the wine store pointed that out to me, so I said, "Sure, we got to take that one." Yeah. The other one. I did not see it on their menu, but it's also from Georgia. The other one's a blend, so it's it's the the grape is Catsatelli on in this one, and the mm-hmm. other grape is a is a Mitzvani. So the other the next wine we'll try the Delau is a is a is a Catsatelli Mitzvani blend. Okay, so, so this is just the Catsatelli, and the next one we're going to do is the blend. Correct. Got so it. let's try that one. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. And then we're just going to drink orange wine throughout the episode. I have a coffee here as well. Coffee is supposed to be a neutralizer, right? Like you drink. Some in terms coffee. of taste, or in terms of uh, isn't there some stuff that you're supposed to um, do in between tastings of wine? Yeah, I think, I think it's like a, a oyster cracker. Oh, is that you just need a palate a, a cracker? Yeah, uh, try try. I don't think coffee. I think coffee's gonna overpower the taste, but maybe not. I maybe yeah, maybe it's the exact opposite. Yeah, All right, maybe I won't. I'll, I'll go with you. I'll do it the same way you're doing it. Okay. All right. 
Cheers. Number two. To the blend. I think I like this one more. Yeah, it's good. This one has more of an oaky, oaky quality to it. Yeah. Yeah, it has like a little bit more of like a, a, a bitterness smoke. or a little smoky. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's good. Honestly, I am a huge wine connoisseur. Uh, this tastes like white wine to me. <laughs> it tastes very, a lot like white wine, but it does have a rose, like in the way rosé kind of takes away from. Yeah. It, it's, it, that is the best way to describe it. Yeah, it's good. And it's not too sweet, which is nice. Like, it's I gotta, to white wine dry what rosé is to red wine. Correct. Yeah. Correct. That's a really good way to put it. Yeah, and it is kind of amber looking, I think. I'm not sure I would order it, you know, out to dinner, but like if somebody <laughs> I don't think it's cold enough either. If, I think we should have chilled. If a I longer. was going on a picnic in the yeah. afternoon and somebody brought some of this, it would be pretty good. But I would also be fine with just a white wine. I can't tell if I had some of the flavor <laughs> of uh, the first one in my mouth. So I, I'm gonna what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna mix them together now. I'm gonna see how that tastes. Mm, 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 All right, I won't mm, do that. Mm. All right, fine, I'll leave it. No, what gross. do you care? That's gross. What do you you don't even know? Maybe I can invent something else here. Yeah. Maybe. All right. Well, well. Now, now I hope you guys learned a lot there. I'm going to keep uh, drinking this through this episode. Yes. So if by the end I'm, uh, I'm slurring some words, yeah, uh, it's because of this delicious orange wine. Thank I mean, you, we've already Potomac opened, Wine and Spirits. We've opened the yes. Thanks, Potomac Wine and Spirits. Uh, give it to do us for free next time if you don't mind. Uh, free would be good, but yeah. we liked your deal of wholesale. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> sure it's just retail <laughs> price. Retail price wine. Um, yeah. So uh, shall we get into it? Let's do it. All right. Topic number one, Michael number two, tell me what you know about the Little League World Series. I'm really glad that you stayed with this topic because I'm, right. I don't know that Let's much. Let's pull the curtain back a little bit. Yeah, we don't yeah. tell each other what topics we're going to talk about. Yeah. Number one. However, at lunch today, it was on TV and I said, that'd be a good topic for, uh, for an episode. And I think he got the hint that it might've been today's it topic. It might've been today's topic. But, but I'm like, go with, I'm very excited about it. I don't know that much about it. Um, I really, I, every time I watch it, I wish I could go back to being, what are they, like 13? They are tw- not 13. Thir- they're 12? 10, 10 to 12. Okay. It would be so much fun. Yeah, so much fun to play on that team and go to the Little League, Little League World Series, and and it, it would just be awesome. I totally understand why people like watching it. Um, I always find it fun when there's a 22-year-old pitcher who's, <laughs> who's actually 12, <laughs> uh, and he's pitching like... You know the the uh, Danny Almonte. I think. Well, I love I love how they 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 factor in the speed to what a major league pitcher would be doing. Right. Because what like a little league mound is only like forty five forty five feet. Yeah. So they, it's like the same uh, you know reaction time yes. would be like hitting a ninety five mile an hour fastball or yes. some some ridiculous thing exactly. like that. I, I and like we'll how get they to do that, that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that, that's basically the extent of my knowledge of the Little League World Series. Okay. So well, so to start off, the Little League World Series is actually not just the one tournament we see on TV every year. There's 12 different tournaments held in different locations for different age groups. Uh, also for, for softball, there's four division, four age divisions for girls, and there's three age division for boys softball. Okay. Uh, so then there's, you know, there's nine and tens, 11 and 12s, 13, 14s, 15, 16s, 17, 18s uh, for baseball. And these are all like club teams. Like they're not, they're not related to a high school. These are little league teams. So they're like, uh, you know, your little league team, your Babe Ruth league that you played when you were a kid. Um, mine, for example, Winston Salem national little league had T ball all the way up through, uh, major, sorry, uh, big league, which was 18 and older. Okay. So it was basically, uh, you know, like the summer before you go play or go to college or something you could play in this. big league. But when you're 17 or 18, uh, do you play on a high school team and a club team? You can. 
It's like not, it's not really a club of? team. Uh, I wouldn't consider it a club team. I feel like okay. a club team is more like a uh, like an American Legion or a, a showcase team type thing. These, which are different than than like what Little League Baseball is. Okay, Little League Baseball, the organization has its own leagues and is set up all over the place, basically all over the world. Anyway, so uh, this tournament, the one that we're talking about today, is just the tournament up in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Started back in 1947. Wow. Yeah. Uh, like right after World War II, they started this thing. Pretty much, yeah. Wow. Uh, it's for for children, mostly boys, age ten to twelve. There have been eighteen girls playing the Little League World Series. Okay. Yep. Um, oh, on the boys' team. Correct. Oh, yep. cool. Yeah. Do you remember? So we'll just jump to this. Uh, 2014. Oh, yeah, yeah. Monet Davis. Monet Davis. Yeah, yeah. She she was on Sports Illustrated. She yep. threw the first uh, complete game, first shutout for a girl in the Little League World Series. Yeah. Pretty awesome stuff. I think she couldn't won. take any money because yeah. uh, she had to be an amateur. That's right. I think she won a uh, female athlete of the year that that year. But it wasn't for the Little League Worlds. That, that would be fine. It was your NCAA eligibility. Right. Separate issue, but that just wanted to clear that up. Correct. Um, and so to get to this tournament, there's a process you have to do. You, you play for your Little League team in the spring. Uh, your Little League, ages 11 and 12, essentially, picks an all-star team based on all the teams that are in that league. Mm. That all-star team then has to go on to play in their district. From there, they go and play either sectionals or states, depending on the state, like California and Texas and New York. They have sectionals because they're bigger states. Right. Makes uh, sense. Otherwise, you would go district, state. If you win your state tournament, you go to the regionals, and then the winners of the regionals go and play the Little League World Series. Okay. So every team at the Little League World Series won their regional tournament. Correct. Okay. Uh, there's eight regions in the U.S. There's New England, Mid-Atlantic, Midwest, Great Lakes, Southeast, Southwest, Northwest, and West. Okay. Uh, so teams like California and Texas will actually send two teams to the regionals because okay. they're, they're so big. Mm-hmm. Uh, DC has a team as well. Okay. Um, then there's also eight international divisions as well. Right. So like Japan comes over here and plays, right. right? So they, that was, they didn't, it was, it started out just in the, in the U S uh, and they started introducing international teams. I think Taiwan went on or Taiwan or Ty, Taiwan, Taiwan went on, went on mm-hmm. a, uh, on a, on a streak. They won like 17 of 23 in the 1980s and oh, early 90s, crazy. something like that. Yeah. They have the most titles with 17. Um, the international divisions or regions are Asia Pacific and Middle East, Europe and Africa, Australia, Canada, the Caribbean, Japan, Latin America, and Mexico. Wow. Um, so the format, we'll just get through all the, the general shit and then we'll start Can talking I ask about one fun more stuff. question. Yeah, about for that? sure. Uh, does only one team come from each of those uh, territories? Only Correct. one? Yeah. Okay. Only one. Um, so the format basically, uh, you have you basically just divide the international teams and the U.S. teams in two different divisions, right? And within those divisions, there's two t- two pools made up of four teams each, and those pools are randomized. And in those four pools, or sorry, in those two pools, uh, it's double elimination. Okay, so you lose a game, you get one more. You you enter the losers bracket, correct? So to speak. Correct. Okay. So the winner of each pool plays each other for the U.S. championship and the international championship, and then those two play for the Lily World Series championship. Okay. Got it. All right. Huh. Uh, you were asking today as well what the venues are like. There's actually two stadiums now. Two stadiums. Yeah. Okay. So there's Howard J. Lomity Stadium, which is the original, and then there's Volunteer Stadium when they decided to make the make it a 16 team tournament. Okay. Uh, 225 foot fences. I think it's pretty standard in Little League now. I think when I was growing up, it was like 205, 210. Kind of making a lot of my home yeah. runs not that important anymore. I always felt like I was at different fields with different distances. Some didn't even yeah. have them, you know. So it's equidistant to all parts of the outfield as well. Okay. Oh, so um, some walls aren't closer correct. like major league fields are. Okay. Right. Uh, to get into the, and watch the games, it's free. Cool. But for the championship game, there's a lottery because there's so much demand to get in. Uh, I, I was surprised. How many people do you think can enter or like, and watch the game live there? Man, those things don't look that big to me. Maybe, uh, 2,500. <laughs> so, uh, they have the hill, you know, they have the hill in the outfield that you can sit on. Yes. So w- including the hill and the stands, 
This like says it allows 15, for 45,000 45, spectators. What? 45,000 spectators <laughs> to watch the game live. Fucking crazy. That's, cr- that's a lot. Yeah. Um, and, and that's and that's demands keeping it down. Like, we, this is the most we're ever going to allow in. Right. And so if there's wow. like a, a Pennsylvania team, if they're expecting more, mm-hmm. more crowds show up, uh, they'll do a first come first serve for tickets. Okay. So otherwise I think you can just, you can just show up and go in, but, uh, yeah. Hmm. Um, I'm surprised they don't try to make any money on it. Like, or at least just defray some costs. Anyway, well, it's, it it's all volunteer matter. run as well. Okay. Uh, that's why it's sure. called volunteer, volunteer field. Yeah. Volu- okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I found, so this is just kind of a, th- anyway, uh, we were talking about age restrictions and you mm-hmm. know how there's been mm-hmm. some controversy with that. Uh, the most recent rule that I've found is that you can't have turned 13 before August 31st of the year of the tournament you're playing in. Okay. So it's basically so you, eliminates so you, all 13 year olds because the tournament ends on the 25th. So if I, okay. Oh, yeah. the tournament ends in, ends could, before, ends before September. August, tournament tournament August, will end August 25th, 25th this August 25th. year. Okay. So like if you turn 13 on the 27th, you're fine. You can play, but uh, it used to be like, you know, April. Uh, mm. So there'd be 13 year olds in the tournament. Then they moved it to December 31st at one point. And this, that just screws everybody. Cause let's say you're a December 30th birthday. You lose your whole year of eligibility basically. Right. So yeah, it made it August 31st. It basically eliminates 13 year olds from the tournament. Um, uh, we talked about, or, or we were going to mention people that had kind of forged their birth certificates gotten in. And you yeah. can't talk about that without talking about Danny Almonte. Yes. Danny Almonte, the left-handed uh, pitcher from the Bronx, yes. the baby bombers, they yes. called him, I believe. Uh, kid was a monster. It he was, must have been 16. He was 14. He was 14. He was 14 at the time. Some of his stats, even at 14, are pretty unbelievable. So he yeah. was throwing high 70s, uh, maybe touched 80s. Like I think he was right around 78, which the equi- 45 feet. The equivalent on a major league mound would have been like 102. <laughs> In terms of reaction, reaction time and time, stuff like yeah. that, he's not actually throwing 102, obviously. But but that means you have zero reaction time, basically. I mean, you just got to swing and help you hit. But but right because of that, he struck out sixty-two of seventy-two batters he faced. That's absurd. <laughs> That's so absurd. <laughs> and I keep being like, well, he was two years older, but still, I mean, it's just nuts, right? That's that's just nuts. I will say, two years older at that age is pretty big difference, you, though. You're going through puberty. Yeah, I and mean, you probably uh, he was a man. Yeah, and you still see some of these twelve-year-olds well, that are six-three. It's sort of like when you showed up at, at high school and you went to high school football practice, and some people were just way more developed than other guys. Yeah, and you're exactly. like, oh, well, I'm going to get hit by this guy. That's insane. Right. Um, he pitched the the first perfect game in the Little League World Series in like 30 years when he was playing there. Or I guess so. It was 79 to 2001. Where there was no perfect games. He threw one. Uh, turned out that he's from the the DR. Uh, his father or somebody had forged his birth certificate to say he was born in 89. He was really born in 87. So he was 14 at the time. He was actually older than we were when we were watching that. Other than the World Series, other than the Little League World Series, what is the benefit to him to do that? Oh, no, it's just the World Series. It's just that. Right. I mean, I don't know if there so, was some other long con to, to like make him be old. I have no idea why they would do that. I think it, it would have just been for that. So it's like, hey, um, you're coming up to New York. We're coming up to the Bronx, like leaving the Dominican Republic. So he, his dad had been I'm gonna, there already. I'm gonna get, and I want you to play Little League World. I want you to play Little League Baseball. Yes. I don't know that um, he got there just for that. I think he was, his dad had moved up there. Right. Like when you're that age, like there's more to consider than right. just baseball. Um, you're not being paid, obviously. So I just keep thinking just, about, funny. I keep thinking about, you've seen the, the movie, the bench warmers. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he's like, they, they get that giant, uh, you know, Latin American guy to come play for him. And he's like, yeah, this is my guy. He's 12. It's like, yeah, well, I need to see a birth certificate. And he just holds out a, a piece of paper with magic marker that says, I am 12. I'm 12. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much what Danny Almonte was doing. Yeah. Um, 
There's, I mean, aside from the notorious like Danny Almonte, there's been a lot of notable Little League World Series participants. Some of the ones that I wanted to touch on. So mm-hmm. uh, Todd Frazier plays for the Mets. He won a home run derby a few years ago. He was the first guy I remember watching when I was a kid and just like really admiring him at, at the Little League level uh-huh. because he played for this Tom's River, New Jersey team, and they just steamrolled everybody. And he was he played shortstop for him. He was hitting the home runs. And I was like, oh, this guy's awesome. And then I see him in like a major league uniform. I was like, dude, that guy did it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he went all the way. Jake Fromm, our quarterback at Georgia, played in the Little League World Series. Yeah, yeah. I think I do. I remember hearing those stories sometimes. Yeah, like, pretty oh, funny oh, yeah, pictures yeah. of him there. Uh, yeah. Austin Dillon, the NASCAR driver, mm-hmm. actually went to my high school. Mm-hmm. He played for the Little League World Series. I think he, was, he came out of uh, the Clemens Little League, uh, Southwest Little League in Clemens, North Carolina. Um, and then I had Monet Davis on here as well. Monet Davis. Monet Davis kicked ass. Yeah, she killed it. Uh, a lot of other ones have been there. Gary Sheffield played there. Uh yeah, I feel like um, well, I think Freddie P- Freeman was there. Pierre Turgeon, who was actually a hockey player, played as well. Huh. Um, you get it, yeah. There's, there's been a lot of that. Would, I mean, that is be this. That would be so much fun. Oh, dude, it'd be awesome. So much. Fun. And the kids look—they're having so much fun out there. They yeah. go in between games. They're playing ping pong and they're trading pins and they're yeah. having a good time meeting people from all around the world. Yeah. It's nuts. Um, um, yeah, one of my favorite things is when ESPN does like the the funny questions they ask the kids and stuff. And they, and they line them up. And they line them up and they do that. It makes me wonder why they don't do similar things for, for Major League Baseball. Like, right. Help me learn more about the players. Yeah, human, me, humanize them Humanize them more, them more. Yeah. yeah. No, it's great. They, you know, they, they do their, the lineup card and they say, yeah, you know, I'm so-and-so. I play shortstop. My favorite baseball player is Chipper Jones or whatever. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Well, on that note. My favorite song is uh, Some 41 Fat Lip. Right. That's what I remember. Exactly. I like. <laughs> exactly. I love Linkin Park. <laughs> I want to be Kate Upton's boyfriend, stuff like that. <laughs> you can't talk about uh, these kids and their and their funny quirks. You know, kids say the darndest things mm-hmm. without bringing up Big Al, I believe, from last year. I don't even remember this kid or not, but I'm just going to give you a little clip of him real quick. Hi, my name's Alfred Delia, and they call me Big Al, and I hit dingers. <laughs> and, I, and I hit dingers. I hit dingers. Little pudgy kid. Uh, <laughs> just hits home runs, man. Just hits dingers. With a little uh, asthma voice. Yeah, a little raspy voice. <laughs> raspy voice. Maybe too many Italian sandwiches already. <laughs> I hit dingers. I hit dingers. Um, that's great. Yeah. So that's what I got for Little League World Series. Well, now I'm very excited to watch more of this now. I know. I need to go. Usually I, I, I watch it pretty much every year it's on. Uh, and I usually go into depth and like look at who these kids these are and where are, they're yeah. from and that kind of thing. And then you know you find the feel-good story and you decide you want to cheer for them. And then I find myself being an asshole and I start <laughs> laughing at them when they start crying at them. <laughs> Yeah. That's right, you little fucker. Yeah, <laughs> I like watching sometimes the coaches who are just like dads. Yeah, uh, and some of them are way better than others. You yes. know, um, some sure. are like super assholes, and some are just like really good guys out there. Hey man, you like, gave it your best. Hey, you gave it your best. Uh, like teaching lessons Head up. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So we actually just not to make this all about myself, but. We got close one year. I would have assumed you would have been. Well, close is. You I got like, a story. I'm I assuming like you got a story. Close. We lost in uh, the district, which is the, uh, the first tournament, but we lost to the team that lost to the team that ended up going to the championship game. So had I feel like if we had beat Kernersville and Tony Marini, that motherfucker, <laughs> if we had beat Kernersville, we would have gone and swept the state easy. Mm-hmm. They didn't mm-hmm. have a problem in state. We were the two best teams in the state that year, I think. So it was between you guys. Yeah, but we were unfortunately were in the same district. So we go and sweep the state. We ended up. They had to play a team, I think, from Huntsville, Alabama, that ended up going to the championship that mm-hmm. year. Uh, my dad was a coach as well. Okay, I was eleven. Maybe Your had a little bit of being more the. Uh, um the Rudon coach. I don't think he's going to be an asshole. Ooh, coach. You've never pegged anybody oh. more wrong in your life. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> I 
I need to spend more time around your dad. Yeah. He, uh, it was just cause he knew we were better than that. You know? Oh okay. yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, that, that I understand. He, like, he couldn't turn off the competitiveness for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, it, he, I get that. he was a great coach. He was a great coach and really, and he coached me in pretty much everything growing up. Uh, really good coach, but yeah. it was, we, we have some funny stories, uh, looking back on his coaching, coaching. What did you play at that, at that level? Uh, I played first base. First base. Yeah. Were you uh, tall back then? When you were uh, I was taller. Yeah. But I, I was also 11 on this team, so I didn't play as much. Okay. Um, we had better players that were older. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, maybe I got, I, I'm there. I might've been on the team because my dad was a coach if we're hey, being honest, whatever, but, uh, not that, I mean, nobody was that much better than me. Mm-hmm. I could have held, held my own as any much, as much as anybody else, but so how was this team assembled? Is, is this, are these the all-stars that you chose from? Like, they're yes, like we're this assembled? Is, these are the, 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 te- the, so the first, at least in our, our little league, the, the team who gets first place in the, the spring season, mm-hmm. The, that coach has first choice as to whether or not they want to coach the all-star team. Okay. We did. My dad wanted to do it. Uh, and so he and another guy, Mark, uh, Mark Dalton, picked the team. And uh, basically, it's just we pick players from each team. Each team. Yeah, right? yeah. Whoever you think is best. And it's, I don't think it has to be like any player. It has to be on there. Yeah. Uh, oh, one thing we haven't touched on. I think there – so there's like some specific rules for this because it is Little League. Everybody's got to play, right? So when I was growing up, it was you either had to get three outs in the field or at least one at bat. I think now it's you have to have both. Okay. So uh, – I Let's, like that. Yeah. So in but, each game. Right. And so there's definitely some coaching that goes on there because if you have, if you're beating a team by 10, you got to get your guys in at some point, right? Yeah. Yeah. You got to get them in at bats. So you might have to take out somebody good just yeah, to like get them in at bats. There's some strategy bat. here now. Right. Right. So, um, I like that. And there, and it's, and quickly just on the rules. So I remember it. You, uh, so there's no stealing, but there's no leadoff. No leadoff. You can't leave the base until the ball crosses Across the plate. Across the plate. Yeah. Okay. Everything else is the it's same. It's basically the same. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no leadoffs. No, you can steal. You just can't leave until the ball. You just can't leave until yeah. So if it's like a wild pitch or something, you can take second right. or third. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cool. Exactly. So the, and the, the base pass is so short. If you see a double play, it's like a highlight reel. I mean, it has to be like a line drive, and you were standing there next to second base, and you throw it out yeah. or something. I mean, before we move on to the next topic, I want to uh, I want to give one story about my dad because I just thought about it. All right. <laughs> just about his anger and like how funny it was. Now I wouldn't call it <laughs> anger, just his drive, his passion. Yeah, yeah it's competitiveness. Uh, yeah, we lost a game. I, it doesn't even matter where we were. I can't remember who we were playing against or where we were he was furious and he tried to storm out of the field you know like the field's got those big <laughs> chain link doors uh that like with the class b uh yeah, the 90 exactly. degree lock that, yeah, exactly. that always wears out and right. becomes just a dude like a yeah and typically the doors either open in or open out they don't yeah. usually do both yeah <laughs> so he's flying out of here and he throws the class up and tries to shove the door open and it does it's a pull and it comes back and smacks him in the face breaks his glasses in half <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. So we got the last laugh that day for yeah. sure. Oh, when you're hot and then something oh, like that happens worst. to you. Oh, yeah. man. I'm surprised it wouldn't murder of a 12-year-old that day. Oh, I'm surprised as well. Yeah. surprised you made it out of there. Yeah, well, it wouldn't have been me. It would have been William Sarton. <laughs> <laughs> a little Billy. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's Little League World Series. Nice. Um, well, I'm uh, I'm going to keep it in the same vein. Right, bring it keep on. Keep it in the same vein. You had a little homework, I think. Uh, I did. So use the homework to give me my topic. Mm. Um, some more wine? Uh, actually, I, I do, but I'm going to finish with my other glass now. Um, then the last episode, you asked me with hills, what would a hill I'm going to die on? What's a hill I would die on? So I pretty much came up with, they're, they're mostly sports related because I okay. want them to be uh, kind of lighthearted. Sure. Uh, NBA over NCAA basketball. Ooh, I will fight you on that one. A hundred percent. NBA is without a doubt, that's objectively better than NCAA men's basketball. NCAA men's basketball to me is 
it's it's hard to watch sometimes. We don't have to get into it, but this we don't need to get into episode, it. But this is going to be a, a hill I die. It's going to be the last podcast, you guys. So enjoy it. So you know, I die on that hill, <laughs> uh, and then I kind of flip it for NCAA football and the NFL. Mm-hmm. College football is so much better than the NFL. I understand that the players are better, but it's comparable more so than I think the NBA and NCAA is. Anyways, that's another hill I'll die on. When I was thinking of today while we were getting food, uh, pinto beans over black beans, 100% hill I'll die on. Stupid, but pinto beans are so much better than black beans. I don't even understand why that's the default. Should be pinto and then, oh, you want black beans? Anyways, that's a hill I'll die on. And then my last one that gave me my topic for today is the DH. Michael, tell me what you know about the designated hitter. The designated hitter is a travesty. It's a sham. It's a mockery. It is but bullshit. You're you're in the you're with me on this. Yes, as Crash Davis told us, the DH exactly. is bullshit. It's it's. Uh, it's I wouldn't say it's a hill I'll die on, but um, yeah, I mean it's the the American League pitchers don't hit. There's a designated hitter. One guy who doesn't play the field, he just bats. Yes. Um, tell me more about it. All right. Well. It has been talked about. It first was written about in sports journalism yeah. in the 1890s. Oh, 1891 wow. in A Sporting Life. When was they bring baseball it up. invented? Uh, Before that, I guess. Yeah, it, it was. Um, it Baseball was a game that, that uh, like Civil War uh, soldiers would play. I think it came out of out of that. Okay. Um, it might have come from other sports like cricket or something. But anyways, it, it generated from there. Um. Then it was proposed in the 1960s. There was a, a hitting slump going on. Like there was just like an entertainment slump, and it was like, well, if we would just get these freaking pitchers out of the lineup, maybe we could have more runs. Yeah. So in 1973, the American League adopted it. They voted on it. They adopted it. Okay. Uh, they did, I think, a couple years in uh, the minors, and then it, and then they fully adopted it. Uh, the first DH hitter was uh ron blomberg <laughs> oh blomberg blomberg uh he was a yankee slugger bill lumberg currently in the world in the uh uh mlb uh hall of fame okay. for being the first dh okay and uh he drew a bases loaded first inning bases loaded drew a walk got a run i got not an imagine, official hit not i got an official imagine, at bat. uh old blomberg was like 400 pounds <laughs> no, he wasn't. He was like he was like kind of a uh, honest. In nineteen seventy three, when I saw a picture of him, he looked like a seventies porn star to me. Oh, nice, great mustache. Yeah, <laughs> right on. <laughs> kind of like oh, you're fitting into that 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 outfit pretty good, the uniform. But yeah. uh, you know, you could probably spend a little more time in the gym. Sure. Um, funnily enough, I was talking with uh, Miriam who's yes. in the office today about this. I don't know if you heard it. I hope you didn't overhear the conversation. Attention. She has a Ron Blomberg signed baseball. How crazy is that? I had to bring that up. That's bizarre. Crazy. She's a big Yankees fan, but like that's crazy that she would have the like of all the the things in baseball lore, you're gonna have the first DH. (laughs) (laughs) He's not I don't think Ron is known for anything other than that. Um (laughs) Yeah. So uh the NL National League looked at it. National League. National League. For our listeners who (laughs) might not be privy, uh they voted they didn't they didn't even vote on it in the seventies. They were like, this is stupid. They're kind of snotty about it, snooty about it. Yeah. And uh, they finally had a vote in 1980, and it didn't pass, obviously. But I think that they – it was like, oh, we know it's not going to pass, but we're going to vote on it right now 
to tell everybody else that like to demonstrably say no. You right. Know? You didn't have to have a vote. Like, hey, nobody asked you. It. Nobody asked you about <laughs> it. You're like we vote and we vote no. Yeah. Um. So here. It boils down to this because there's there's an expanded or there's a, uh, a revitalization to expand the the designated hitter to the NL okay. because people think basically more hits, more entertainment. Right. So why have it? Question, why have it? Um, pitchers suck at hitting. They generally suck at hitting. Yeah. Uh, it lets hitters hit. Like it allows for special specialization. Sure. Um, and the, the last point is it gives rosters us another spot that they could add somebody who's just a good hitter or a veteran who maybe has broken down physically in other ways but can still hit. A, a Matt Stairs, if you will. A Matt Stairs and Albert Pujols. Yeah. Uh, it, gives, it gives them a roster spot and, and some value for a team to keep paying them. Yeah. So it's somebody, I, want, I still want to come see this guy. He's going to hit, and then he's going to trot down to first base, and then we're going to send in uh, a pinch runner. Right. So that's sort of the reasons why I have it. Um, so why are people opposed? One thing I found when I was looking this up, people just enjoy weird stuff that happens when pitchers have to hit. Like it's just it's just random stuff. A pitcher happen. home run is is electric. Pitchers home runs, uh, like wild pitches that can be generated from them. Maybe they like turn around to like square the bunt. Every but they're really going to pull back. Every like, now and just, then, they, you don't know what they're going to uh, do. Every now and then you'll get that pitcher uh, in a, a cold game wearing a windbreaker up there. <laughs> <laughs> that's love great. seeing that i'm not even bringing yeah. the bat off my shoulder it's not moving yeah throw me three strikes let me sit yeah, out yeah good luck <laughs> okay. uh people think players should be multifaceted like look in basketball you got to rebound if you're a point guard sometimes uh you got sometimes you might find yourself having to box out like a seven foot guy like it just yeah. happens sometimes players should have to hit sometimes if you, i understand you're a really good pitcher but you're a player on the team players on the team have to hit go fucking hit um, then you got to run, though. Then you got to run. And as <laughs> I was saying, uh, you, a lot of more injuries come from the running part. Running, like, of trying to lug out a, a single to first base when you're really not ever going to get it, and you pull a hamstring and you're out for six weeks. So, are you telling me that if you're an athlete that. and you can't and you can't run ninety feet without pulling a hamstring, that you don't deserve to be on that team? I know I've made this point, and <laughs> I, we'll get to it. Um, the last point is people, and this is a, a, a way I heard it phrased. Taking away the or adding the DH would be like turning base would be like turning chess into checkers for the manager, mostly. Adding it would do that. Adding it makes it simpler. Okay. Having it, it lets the it lets the manager it gives them another decision they have to make yeah. and something that they. It, so for those of you that don't know, uh, in the NL you can decide to pull your pitcher and put the pinch hitter in for him, but the pitcher can't go back out there right. afterwards. Same for any player. Same for any player, yeah. yes. Um, so that is another element that they can choose, that they can decide about. It also allows the other team to, uh, maybe you've got like an ace pitcher who really sucks at hitting, and you're in a tight game, and the manager's like, man, I really don't want to lose. He's coming up next inning. He's coming up next inning. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, All right, we'll pull him. We'll pull him. He's not going to be able to pitch. You know, maybe uh, he, he was looking good, but we'll pull him at, five, at inning five, and he's not going to have you know six or seven that he can you know go strike some more guys out. So from the other side, like that's pretty big deal. Um, anyways, it's more complex. It gives the manager something more than he has to manage. Yeah. Uh, and in in some ways, I I kind of like that. Um. So real quick before we jump into how you feel about this, okay. Uh, just wanted for the listeners who don't know, I'm really into that today. Uh, the fringe cases. 
So what happens when uh, an NL team plays an AL team, right? Interleague yeah, play. It's whatever the home, the home stadium. Home stadium. Yeah. And that is... Called uh, uh, Ground Rules. Thank you. Yes. So you do know a little something. Yeah, of course. Obviously. Come on. Come on. What do and, you think and, and I always wondered if, you know, the World Series, it's like the biggest interleague game play, you can, interleague game you can play. Yes. Still the same rules. Yeah, of course. Which is still kind of crazy well, to me. Well, you and, couldn't uh, do it any other way, though. No, 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 you couldn't. Yeah. I just think it's it's so crazy that, like, man, that is such a huge advantage having another batter, like, a, like another big batter. Like yeah, a good batter. Right. No, no, it's the same for both teams. It's not like one gets... Do you think the American but, League has, a, has an advantage since yeah, they have that guy? I think that already? they... I think they do have an advantage that they maybe have a mostly spot put, just for that guy. They, they, they factor it in more. Like yeah. it's more part of their everyday thinking. Whereas an NL team might think of it separate or yeah. second, especially because then when um, you're playing in the NL team's home park, it's not like the pitcher is going to do anything better than the home team pitcher is going to do. Right. right it's like they're right. both going to be shitty batters. Right. They're Unless both going to be like bad. Uh, Mike Hampton up there or something like that. Rick and Keel. Right. Yeah. There are some good pitcher batters. Like, yeah. I don't mean to say that they're, they're the best batters in the league, but there are ones who are serviceable who you like, you can't just guarantee. It's not a guaranteed out. Right. Um, so where do you fall in this debate? Uh, uh, get back to it. Well, so I, I mean, I don't like, I'm, I'm a Braves fan. So I, I lean to the national league. Uh-huh. Um, I don't love the DH. I think it's, I'm not, I don't get super hot and bothered about it, honestly. So if the NL wanted to adopt it, where would you fall? Well, I'm a purist, so I would say no. Um, okay. Well, so there you go. Yeah. So you do get hot and bothered. If you just to say you're a purist, that's way more than <laughs> saying I'm neutral. I don't care. Like I think if it ultimately got adopted, I, would, I wouldn't be like, I'm never watching baseball again. I would just, right. I, I would be, you'll get over if it. If I had to choose, it would be that there wouldn't be one. Um, so would you go the other, like, would you make the opposite argument? The AL should get rid of it. Um. I don't. I mean, it hadn't really caused. I don't think it causes any problems. As really. a purist, I, I think you should say you, they should get rid of it. Yeah, but as as a purist, uh, it's been in the game as long as I've known the game. So that's that's the pure only, form to only, me. Yeah, but only to seventy three. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know. I, I, well, think, I mean, yeah. You look back at like Babe Ruth; he was pitching and hitting home runs all the time. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I would be I would be cool with it. I think I I enjoy watching pitchers hit. I think it's funny. Uh, yeah, it's great. So. This gets back to another point that I always make about this is I don't understand why they are bad hitters because I know I, I know a lot of players who – a lot of pitchers who also were very good athletes in high school. Yeah. And I don't understand what happens between 18, 17, 18 when you're like – look, you're an athlete. Like I get it. You're, the things you do, like you can jump well. You can do all these things well. You're a pitcher. You got a great arm. You're going to stay pitching. Like you've decided you're going to stay pitching. I don't understand why you can't just go hit for a couple hours and like go take BP for an hour and just do it every day. It's it's not like it's really going to hurt your arm. Um, I, I don't understand why you don't just practice it. And it's part of the game. And it, just go so do it. I, I, I don't understand why. Here's my thought on it. A lot of these pitchers, uh, the last time they hit is their senior year of high school. Uh, right as it is, right? But you would agree that most of the pitchers in high school, if you're if you're throwing 94, you're, you're probably also you're an athlete. athlete. Like you're, you're probably a good hitter. Probably a good hitter. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you're facing high school pitching. Yeah. Uh, so these guys stop hitting against live pitching at 18, probably, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they don't. There's DHs in college. Only because the DH exists, right? Yes. 
Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's right. I mean, some, I, I would imagine some pitchers in college hit because they're still good hitters. What I'm, what I'm, let me just, all right. So put it all at the you start. stop, you stop hitting at age 18. You're, you haven't faced anything close to MLB pitching at this point. Right. Uh, I think the amount of work you'd have to put in to be a serviceable hitter is like to be a good hitter is more than it's worth. I think like, I think that hitting a couple hours a day in a cage is not going to get you up to speed to be able to hit uh, pitching in a major league level. You might as well take all that time you have and focus on uh, tons of rest and recovery, but also on just pitching. So I think that, uh, cause you're not hitting in college. You're not hitting. If you go straight from the draft, you're not hitting at all. Mm-hmm. Sorry. If you go straight from high school to the draft and get picked up by, you know, a minor league team, you're never hitting. You're only pitching. Right. And at that point you're doing everything you can just to get into the league. There's no chance you're focusing on hitting at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think you're all, all of your waking hours, all of your like live time where you're doing something baseball is going to go to pitching. It makes sense. And so then once you get to the league, you haven't swung a bat in forever, I feel like. And they're right. like, well, what's the point? Like let, let, uh, Mo Vaughn take extra rips in the batting cage and you go out there and throw more, throw some long toss. Mm-hmm. That would be my stance on it. I do agree that at one point these guys were probably good hitters. Uh, but I think that. At that level, it's not something you can just take a few cuts in a batting cage a couple hours a day. I don't even know if you have that time and then be able to go out and be able to hit major league pitching. Yeah. No, I think you make a good point. And generally, when I get cooled down, (laughs) I I feel the same. Is that a pitcher's mound you'll die on? (laughs) Well, Well, when you make me empathize with a guy trying to get in the league yeah. and, and you'd be going to him being like, yeah, man, you're a pitcher, but like, go get those reps in, the right. B, like, uh, go get some BP in. And him being kind of like, man, I know I'm not being paid for that. Yeah. I really just trying to get in the league. But like, but now once you're in the league, once you're, I, I have less empathy for you. I don't okay. know why. Well, no, I, I know exactly why you're being compensated. Yeah. Well. Um, and I don't, I don't know that these guys aren't taking batting practice. I have no idea. No, I think, I think some of them probably do. Yeah. I mean, if you're in the NL, like, why would you not just go take BP? Go, go hit a little bit. Yeah. Um, like I remember, like, like Strasburg would would sometimes get like he was like a decent hitter. Like sometimes he yeah. would just catch it and you know log out like a like a single or a double. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I think I'd be in favor of making. I am in favor of getting rid of the DH. Okay. But I also think baseball is boring as hell right now. And I'm not necessarily saying that a bunch of more hits would make me watch more. But um, if the, if that's one way they're trying to combat it, I, I think go ahead and do it. Yeah, I don't think it's hits or strikeouts. It's not offense or defense. It's yeah. that the game is just kind of boring. I think that uh, – did you watch any of the All-Star game? some of the um home run derby okay so like in the in the actual all-star game and like this is obviously a super like uh whatever cheesy way to but they mic'd up some players and i know you can't really do it but they had freddie freeman mic'd up when he was taking that bat and it was fun to watch i love that yeah i don't he's talking to the guys in the booth and you can hear him talking to the pitcher he was talking to uh who was thrown at that point verlander Mm -hmm. and he was like yeah just throw me heaters throw me heaters he's like you want the splitters like Bring the heater. Yeah. And the first pitch, fastball right over the plate. And he goes, I haven't looked at a heater in my life. <laughs> <laughs> he ended up striking out. And the guys in the booth were like, that's unfair, man. That's unfair. He threw a splitter that just broke off the table. Uh-huh. And you hear Freddie up there. I mean, I, granted, it's a lighthearted game, uh, even though home field advantage is on the line for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> another well, I, another I, rule that's dumb. 
It is dumb, but I like it being something. I like yeah. I like them playing for something. Sure. The NBA adopted that yeah. too. But and then uh, at one point they had like uh, I think it was either three Reds players or three Pirates players or somebody. They all three outfielders were on the same team, and they had them all three mic'd up, talking to each other and talking to the booth. That's so cool. Yeah, and it's fun. It's like actually, I mean, like I I kind of like scoffed at the idea when I heard heard them talking about it, but when you actually see it in practice, it was kind of fun. What if they did something like uh, only the first three innings or something like that? So yeah, so I mean, you couldn't do it with somebody batting. That's just too much in your head. Yeah, uh, you could do it with outfielders. Outfielders, anything else? Just in the first three innings, like if you do it, because sometimes they they mic they mic the manager up and he's sitting in the yeah. in the dugout. Yeah. Like baseball's so slow. I, I agree. I think they could incorporate some of this stuff. But really, what we're talking about is baseball just needs to experiment more. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think the games are too long, or they're uh, like there's. I mean, it's the only sport that I know that I mean, maybe cricket as well, but only sport like that we watch around here that doesn't have a clock, right? Yeah. It's over when it's also the only sport where the thing that does the scoring is a human. So like, you know, it's not a ball going in a hoop. It's not a puck going in a net. It's a person actually touching a plate, which yeah. I think is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think they need to, they definitely need to figure something out. I've actually been more into the, I think I've said this before this season, I've been watching baseball a lot more than I had in, in years past. I think it's probably because the Braves have been doing well. So when you uh, go home after work, like, would you, do you watch Braves baseball? Uh, I follow along. Yeah, I do. I do watch every now and then they play a lot of afternoon games recently. So I follow along my phone, but, mm. uh, I'll watch a lot of like post game recaps and stuff like that. Just kind of trying to keep, keep up more with it. I know, uh, our guy, Austin Riley just went on the DL from a weightlifting injury, which kind of sucks. Oh, that sucks. So, uh, but yeah, I think, uh, it's also 162 game season. It's they, their, their format. Is they could not, start in May and it'd be fine. Their format's broken. 162 game regular season followed by a play in one play in game. That new rule is trash. That's two wild card teams. And then a five game first series. Yeah. Just go to seven. NBA fixed this a long time ago. We had this stupid five game series in the 90s and we were like, what the hell are we doing? Yeah. Well, then we get into like, oh, it's too long. Oh, but make the series longer. But I mean, it's. No, but I'm just saying at least uh, playoff baseball is way better than regular season baseball. So Uh, October is awesome. Give me more of the better baseball. I right? agree. Yeah, I agree. I mean, um, the, the season doesn't have to start in April. It can start in May easily. For sure. And that's still a six-month season from, you know, first game to uh, yeah. World Series final. Yeah. Well, the, in the NBA, I know I keep coming back to the NBA, but the uh, um, NBA's brought up doing something with the regular season to make, like, to split up the games. Like, maybe the games in the beginning are less important as the games in the latter half. Like, doing something where you're not going to get rid of revenue if you're advertising supports the league you need the games to support revenue yeah. get that you're not going to get rid of those games yeah but at least do something like that where you make the you make it more interesting for us to watch like put more on the line yeah especially now when the like the yankees are like 25 games ahead of like the next per- I, it, it, I know it does it's a pretty rare thing that that happens but um but just make it more interesting yeah, I mean, there's if you're an AL East fan, like I don't even know why you would watch baseball right now. Yeah, it's well, over. well, I guess the Red Sox are still trying to buy for a wild card spot, but yeah. they're pretty much dead. Yeah, it's they're over. dead. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, October is great. Uh, I love. I've been to a couple Nats games this summer up here, and it's been pretty fun. Going to the games is very fun. Yeah, um, I will say the last Nats game I went to, I don't think I watched a single second of the game. Though. <laughs> yeah, it's more the atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hung out and drank some beers and yeah, a little trash. But well, nice. Well, that is the DH, and then I think we covered it pretty well. Yeah, no, I. Uh, I like that one. Ron Blomberg. Ron Blomberg. 70s porn star. Might be my new like uh, online alias, I think. <laughs> and what's funny about it is uh, he became the DH because in the in the spring ball, uh, he pulled his hamstring and they were going to hold him out. And uh, yeah. so the, head, the managers came in and was like, why don't you, why don't, we got the DH now. Yeah. 
come be the DH. Do you have, I know you're not a big DH fan from the, what it sounds, but do you have a favorite guy you used to watch, like be the DH? For me, it was always Matt Stairs in the Oakland A's. He had that walrus mustache, lefty, and he was like, he looked like he was 70 years old, but he was probably like 38. Right. And just want to come up there and just crank him. He was like Big Al hitting dingers all the time. I, um, dingers. I, I, I didn't watch much AL, ba- ba- AL baseball because yeah. I was, Arizona was Diamondbacks yeah. and that, and even they were like a new team. Right. Um, so I didn't even really pay attention to the, to the, yeah. to the DH. One thing I really like about baseball is I do like how f- there are fans of both leagues. You're either a fan of one league or the other. I like, like, I like how, um, like major league the movie. Yeah. They're just trying to go win the pennant. Like people oh, just, oh, I, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't care about the world series cause I don't care about the other league. So I just care about the pennant. I I, I do enjoy parts of that. Like yeah. I, I enjoy that, that that is sort of like all it is, all there is for people. Yeah, Angels in the Outfield. I wonder if that was like a copyright thing with the World Series or whatever. They couldn't say World Series because Angels in the Outfield is the same. It's like, Dad, well, when am I going to see you again? It's like, well, when the Angels win the pennant. I think people <laughs> I, I think people love to say the pennant. I want to win the pennant. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about the World Series. I don't care about the World Series. It sounds like a stupid, stupid thing to win. Yeah. But the pennant. The pennant. Kind of want the pennant. That's right. All right. I think that's going to do it for us. That's it. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, I'm a little buzzed. Got a little, I'm feeling kind of warm. Oh, no. This uh, this uh, 13% orange, orange wine. We have a lot more. Go pick up the Orgo. We're going to finish this one off. Yeah, we're going to finish either one of these off. Orgo or the Delau. Uh, which one do you like better? You said like this one. I think I like the Delau, the, the Delau more. The Orgo is good, though. Yeah, they're good. Probably um, from Georgia. Yes, Atlanta. Sandy Springs, I believe. Go dogs. Go dogs. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, this episode will launch tomorrow morning, the 9th at 6 a.m., Uh, I don't know why I'm telling you that now. It'll be out when you listen to it. So fuck me. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, thanks for listening. We will see you guys next week.